Welcome to another episode of Heroes And. This is a podcast where we talk about heroes and movies, comics, and how The Flash doesn't stand a chance against Zoom. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, chances are we're going to be talking about it. My name is Cody. And I'm Andy. And before we get into our episode for today, I just wanted to do a segment with you guys that we haven't done in a while. And so it's fitting that we do a Stuff You Might Have Missed segment. So uh, I got the first one. Uh, on Jimmy Fallon, Cody, I, I know Jimmy Fallon. I've yeah, heard of him. He's a he's a funny guy. Um, just this past week, he was uh, he had the Undertaker on as a the Tonight Show was undertaken. Yeah, yes, <laughs> by the Undertaker. <laughs> um, I can't believe we just made that joke on air. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't love... know why you wouldn't think I would make that joke. <laughs> I love wrestling so much. And I also love Jimmy Fallon so much. And so I remember I didn't say up, I didn't watch it live when it happened in real time. I remember I saw I saw it on on YouTube the next day, and it was great. Undertaker was there. Uh, he had a pretty incredible entrance, and then he gave a man dressed uh, in a turkey costume a tombstone pile driver and it was great so that was uh that's that really happened there's on... probably one person that's listening to the podcast that knows what a tombstone pile driver is hey and that's perfectly fine if there is only one so that's the first thing that i think maybe you guys might have missed also cool stuff that you might have missed jj abrams the guy who's directing this little movie called star wars the force awakens mm-hmm. uh, said that it's very intentional that Luke Skywalker hasn't been featured in any Star Wars trailers and slash or posters. So any of the promotional stuff, we haven't seen Luke's face in. Yes. And he says that's not by accident. Yeah. There there is a very good reason uh, that we haven't seen him and that it'll be a big deal when we do see him. Yeah. The other thing is the original Power Rangers costumes will show up in the live action movie that's uh, set to come out in January 13th of 2017. And so that's really exciting. And also the cast, the the team of Power Rangers, uh, they are going to have the same names, the original names from the original uh, season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So that's really exciting. All I want is an appearance of the Green Ranger. That's all I like want. The original Green Ranger. Either the original one or they have a new actor portraying the Green Ranger. Either way, I just need some Green Ranger. That new that, that original Green Ranger is still out doing stuff somehow. Like he's he's the one that's like succeeded the most, I think. Yeah, it's pretty. I Who love would have that thought guy. the Green Ranger? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> he's great. Been, it should have been the Red Ranger. I love him. I love. I'm him. not bitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up, uh, from word from the uh, rumor mill is that the first Captain America Civil War trailer will debut before Star Wars The Force Awakens, as if we didn't already have enough reasons to go see more Star Wars. Now they're going to go ahead and, you know, because Disney owns Lucasfilm and they own Marvel, they're just going to go ahead and drop a Marvel Captain America trailer right up front. First thing that we'll ever see in the movie that isn't, you know, leaked screenshot or leaked set photos. It's going to be great. You know, because they're not already putting people in seats. They're not. (laughs) There's not enough people... That have broke the internet already. <laughs> yes, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for for that. But today we are debuting a brand new episode format for you all uh, to consider. And while we strive for unity here on Team Heroes and there are some things that, like it or not, we will disagree on. 
So for this episode, we're going to take some shots at each other. For this episode, we're talking about heroes and... Shots fired. Civil War. So I know you guys maybe are confused about what Civil War we're talking about. We're, we're not talking about the North versus the South. Nope, that's, that's there's another podcast. I'm sure there's a podcast for that. <laughs> that's yeah, you're but that's not us. Yes, <laughs> if you want to talk or listen to, about a podcast, listen to a podcast talking about that civil war, you're at the wrong one here. Uh, today we're going to be talking about civil war, as in the comic book event that Marvel had a few years ago. Also, I just want to clarify we're talking about solely the comic book event, we're not talking about the movie um, that's coming out later next year. We're not going to be you know, doing any spoilers or our thoughts on the movie or anything like that. We're just talking about the co- the comic book event, Civil War. So uh, it's only fair that we bring you guys, the listeners, up to speed if you guys are a little maybe unfamiliar with that comic book event. So here's what happens. There is a group of superheroes that are described by Human Torch as C-list superheroes called the New Warriors. They're led by a hero named Speedball, and they take on a group of supervillains all of this for a reality, superhero reality TV show because keeping up with the Kardashians isn't good enough. No, no. We deserve a better reality. <laughs> this <superhero>. world deserves <laughs> a better class of reality TV. Exactly. So um, so there is a Speedball. He, again, he's the leader of the New Warriors and they're fighting this supervillain group. And one of the villains named Nitro, he uses his powers. And because of his powers, it causes a massive explosion to happen and it blows up a school and the surrounding neighborhood and from that explosion um, it's said that there's probably eight to nine hundred casualties that happen because of that one fight between the new warriors and then that supervillain group and nitro this leads to the government passing legislation that would require individuals with superhuman abilities armor and etc to be registered with the u.s government get training by shield and potentially be used as a government military task force. So that's essentially what happened. Okay, so you have this, again, this unfortunate event. It causes a lot of people to die, eight to 900 casualties. Um, and then, so now it kind of forces Washington, D.C.'s hand to, you know, make a move. And so they, they passed this law, you know, this bill. And so now it's telling the superheroes, hey, you have to to register now and so this kind of splits the team down the middle um, and so we have two sides now so we have tony tony stark side iron man and he's pro registration okay tony leads a group of superhumans that believe it is right and timely for superpower individuals to be held accountable for their actions like we said or earlier they will have to register with the government giving up their secret identity get trained by shield and again, like we said, be used as a military task force. So you have Tony's side there, pro-registration. Then on the other side, you have Captain America and slash Steve, Rob- Steve Rogers, who says that it is not right for superheroes to have to register with the government. He believes that the government will be arresting people who risk their lives for their country every day should they you know, refuse to register. Mm-hmm. He also believes that superheroes need to stay above Washington or the government will start deciding who the supervillains are, saying, oh, this person's a this person's an enemy of the government. This person's an an enemy of the government. Yeah. Ultimately, for Cap, it's about freedom for all superpowered or not. Yeah. So, okay, so that's the setup. We have two sides. One side is pro registration led by Tony Stark, you know, Iron Man. 
the other side, anti-registration, and that's led by Captain America, Steve Rogers. So, Cody, let's do this first episode of Heroes and Shots Fired. We're talking Civil War here. Which side are you on? Who are you siding with, Cody? I am going to have to side with Tony. I think that it is timely for the superpowered community to be held accountable for the, their actions. We see multiple times throughout comics and movies uh, and TV that there's times where, you know, these superpowered individuals, sure, they mean well. And sure, I guess, ultimately, there's good that comes from their actions. But there is, you know, potential for uh, for pain to go along with that. And somebody has to, you know, somebody has to keep them in check. That's very interesting that you say that, Cody, because I am siding with my good pal from Brooklyn. I am siding with Steve Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America. I think that the superhero community, that they are doing a favor to this country by using their powers for good. And although they may cause destruction or, you know, their, um, you know, destruction on community and, and you know, government property and, and buildings and all that stuff, uh, even though that's kind of comes with the deal and the package, uh, ultimately we are stopping the real bad guys from destroying cities, you know, killing people, and ultimately even maybe destroying our earth and so our planet. So um, I'm going with I'm going with Captain America on this one, Cody. If you were a superhero, would your secret identity not be the most important thing to you. And so really with this act, you're causing all the superheroes to give up and let their super identity, like their secret identity be known to everyone sure. by registering. So like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you not think that's a good thing, a bad thing? Talk to me about that. Well, my stance with the whole secret identity, not needing a secret identity thing. I, I feel like in comics and in movies, it's portrayed as being a bigger deal uh, than it is. Okay. Be and the reason I say that is because, like, we see the Fantastic Four. Everybody knows who the Fantastic Four are. And it's not like somebody's always rolling up on, you know, rolling up on their, you know, the Baxter building with, you know, guns blazing, ready to attack them. Yeah. They're the Fantastic Four, you know. Nobody's going to show if Wolverine says it comes out and he says that he's Logan, which yeah. I don't think anybody doesn't know. <laughs> I don't even. But, you know, saying he had a secret identity. Yeah. Nobody's going to roll up and be like, hey, I'm going to like he's going to I'm going to, you know, take you on. And he, you know what he's going to say? You want to shoot me? Shoot me. Yeah. That's what he's going to say. He's not going to care yeah. because he's, you know, he's Wolverine. So even if you yeah, have super powered individuals. Uh, you know, super villains, you know, all of that becomes common knowledge. All of that becomes, you know, uh, you know, free for all. I think that it's played up too much. And I do, I do get that it then puts your family at risk, but we see several, you know, major characters. Tony Stark never has a secret identity. Uh, yeah. Captain Ro or Captain America, Steve Rogers never has a secret identity. The Fantastic Four, like I said, most of the mutants or a lot of the mutants don't have secret identities. So I, I think that it's just played up too much in, you know, from from even like on DC side, on DC comic side, you have like Batman and Superman that it's all about the secret identity and protecting that. I really wonder how much of an issue that would cause if that information got out. Yeah, I think for me, I think uh, 
and then maybe this is why I side with with Cap on this one, but it's really I'm thinking about my family, and particularly I'm thinking about you know for example like Spider Man. You know I don't know how my family, my 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 girlfriend, you know Mary Jane, whoever it may be, like like how do they stand a chance against supervillains once they find out that Spider Man is Peter Parker? And so by me, unfortunately, giving up my secret identity to the government because of this registration act that they have for super, you know, superpower uh, community for the superpower community, you know, I'm ultimately putting my family at risk by doing that. And granted, you know, like with the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, like to your point, everyone in my circle, you know, my family and friends, they're, they have super superpowers themselves. So it's like they don't need <laughs> they don't need to like worry about someone coming after them because they have the the power to defend themselves but you know aunt may if you know she don't has it she doesn't have a chance if someone someone comes after doc her. Ock rolls up and, yeah and so it's just like particularly knowing okay well if spider-man is peter parker well and you know aunt may is peter parker's you know aunt like then let's just do that let's just take her out of the picture and so that for me like well that's one of the big things that i ultimately have with this registration act is it's putting those those people at risk yeah but the the fantastic four tony stark they all still have some type of families people they care about that aren't super powered that aren't don't have means to defend themselves it's not like it's not like all every person that the fantastic four come in contact with immediately becomes a super super powered individual yeah necessarily I, I guess for me, like uh, maybe the the extended family and friends of those superhumans, those superheroes, you know, we really don't hear too much about them, you know. So like, sure, but like with Aunt May, Mary Jane, even you know J. Jonah Jameson, you know, for, you know, we, there's such a strong community around Peter Parker that you know they're not super, they don't have any super abilities at all that their lives are at risk be- if people knew that Spider Man was Peter Parker. Peter Parker was Spider-Man, you know? Um, so I think that's, for me, that's one of the big things is I'm putting close ones at risk for me. Um, let's talk to me about this one. Let me, let me get your thoughts on this. How will we figure out who the good guy and the bad guys really are if there is a registration act? How, cause like to what Cap, Captain America says in that, in that first issue of Civil War, you know, we have people in, in high governmental positions calling the shots on who the supervillains are, mm-hmm. you know. And so at that point, is it just a matter of like which country has enlisted the more powerful superhuman? Like, is that what it comes down to? Like, if we have a registration act, like it's not a matter of war between soldiers now. It's a matter of war between superpower individuals. Like, that's the other thing I'm thinking about. I don't know if that's the best way to 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 go about business you know if we're trying to get oil from iraq (laughs) so we just we just show up and we roll up with iron man and all these superpowers just because they're on a task force that we have i i think that comes down to a question of do the superhumans do the superpowered individuals are they working for the government or they like working with the government yes they and i get that yes they answer to the government but is that only when they're acting within the United States? Because Black Panther is not going to have to register with the U.S. government. Black Panther, yeah, yeah. you know, he, he like he lives in Africa. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a king in Africa. He's yeah. not going to have to register. Doctor Doom isn't going to have to register with the U.S. government. He lives in Liberia. You know, yeah. 
So it, I don't think it's going to matter necessarily. I like in my mind, the government isn't using these superpowered individuals for operations against other countries okay. necessarily. And even if they were, we see that Shield does that already. Yeah, with like Nick Fury does, has done that multiple times. Sometimes unbeknownst to his superiors. Yeah. Uh, but we see that happen all the time anyway. And even even then, sometimes it has negative consequences. So to answer your question, I think that it's not going to be be about which country has the best super, superheroes uh, and supervillains necessarily on their team. It's going to be about how the government responds to threats. The U.S. government responds to threats within the U.S., so to speak. What about you? What do you like? Do you think that? It's going to be a point where all of the supervillains or are, sorry, all of the super superpowered people are just let loose against Iraq, let loose against whatever country the U.S. wants to take over. No, I don't think that would be the case. I think if, you know, with the with the act, with the Reg- registration act, you know, that I would hope at least that they wouldn't do that, um, that they would it'd be a matter of, like you said, Cody, that hopefully just to control and protect the country, the U.S. itself, that they wouldn't see it as a international task force. But I don't, I don't know how, f- how you don't connect those two dots. If you have a task force of superhumans, you know that mm-hmm. can easily play into the matters of other countries, or you know to to go overseas, you know, off to benefit the United States. And at that point, we're just using. A power card, you know, because we have a, a task force it, of superheroes. Or you, you're, you're worried that it's going to become an arms race. Yeah, much it, much like the nuclear arms race. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I can under I can understand your concern with it becoming an arms race, but the government uses the U.S. government, the U.S. military, as it is. They already have the like we spend the most money on military funding more than any other country in the world. And so I don't think there's I don't think we need to worry about who's going to be in the biggest fight necessarily because yeah. the US is going to win that fight no matter what. They don't need superpowered individuals to do that. So why are you drawing these conclusions that it's ultimately going to just become down to superhumans if the US government already has the best, you know, the most well-developed military in the world? Sure, our education, other things are other things are a little bit lacking, but you know what? We still have the biggest guns, and the U.S. government is willing to go and take guns from other people that they that they don't think are you know necessary to have them. I just think that if I think if you know again hypothetically in the world of civil war, this Marvel comic book event, it will force the hands maybe of other countries to raise up some kind of a task force themselves as a means of defense. Like that's a possibility of, you know, kind of like in the real world of someone's, you know, messing with nukes, you know, on their, you know, in their borderlines or their country, all of a sudden, you know, other countries that maybe have, that maybe are in possession of, of nuclear war, like missiles and all that, like they start getting all antsy. It's because of, you know, well, it's all, caused by you know one person one country having a maybe a potential like task force of superhumans that will cause maybe another country to have just in defense 
a task force of superhumans and then all leading to again like you said like and this arms race of well i only had a task force because you had a task force and so then i didn't you know i had to defend my country and i'm only doing the, my country's duty and all this stuff and so i i guess it just naturally it, it will happen just the way naturally it happens with with countries now with you know with different with having weapons potential weapons of, of mass dis, you know destruction and whatnot um but cody I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dodge a big point that you brought up earlier of the accountability aspect of the registration like that's a huge that's a huge aspect to i i behind think it. i think that that is that is the question i i feel like People tend to get hung up with this this issue of civil war. People get tend to get hung up on what it's co- doing for the individual, and I think that the needs of the the needs of the many sh- should outweigh the needs of the few, especially in this instant. Cap is arguing for a group of you know x amount of individuals, a, a small portion of the country, uh, you know, compared to. The general populace of the country, which is not superpowered individuals, yeah. he's arguing that these few need to be able to have, like, live their lives just as they want uh, with their secret identities and not be held accountable. I think people, they get hung up on the giving that they're having to have something taken away from them and not consider or don't consider what it's going to do for the system as a whole, what it's going to do for our country as a whole. Yeah, I think that's where I can see your point to some degree of, yeah, I think there needs to be a higher sense of accountability for so, for the superhuman community. But I don't think it needs to come at the price of the I don't think it needs to come with the price of having to give up their secret identity having to then register and what abilities they can do, who else, you know, they have, what other connections they have to other superhumans and whatnot. I think that should be protected as a right, you know, from the U.S. government at that point because it is something that's outside of their general control. So you, you said you do think that there needs to be some account, some amount of accountability. What do you think that amount of accountability looks like? If this Registration Act is is too harsh... How do you? What do you think that looks like? Do you think it's that Spider Man shows up and he says, "As Spider Man, this is what I did today," and he report, you know, sends that into some, you know, uh, bail, you know, like, yeah. like you know his, yeah. you know his, you know, like what, like what does that look like? He sends it into somebody and they say, "Okay, yeah, all of those actions were okay," or then he's, or was he send it when he sends in that report? They say, "Oh, well, when you used this car to take out Rhino to knock down Rhino." You damaged this property, this government property. So that's they mail him a check for five hundred dollars. <laughs> you, you you damaged this. You damaged this person's car when you did that. So their insurance company will be contacting you for the damages. Like, what does that look like? If it's not if it's not the registration act, if it's not them acting on behalf of the government, who would be picking up the tab? I think ultimately the it needs to be viewed as the fact that these individuals are doing this and are expecting nothing in return and are doing it for the sake of the greater good. And so in the instance of Spider-Man or, or Captain America or, you know, Falcon, if they're in a battle against a super villain, 
you know, they're trying to protect the people there. You know, they're trying to stop something, you know, evil and menacing from happening. Ultimately, um, just because of the, it, it just, it is what it is. How do they stop all of that and come up with a formula? Okay, how do I take down this super villain by causing zero damage to the, to the community? Like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know if that's necessarily... Like the thing that they should be thinking about in that regard of in that instance of I'm about to I'm about to stop this supervillain I'm about to stop Doc Ock from robbing this bank, but I fortunately I don't want to okay I, I can't damage any desk I can't damage any chairs or I can't use something as a weapon to stop him because then I like that shouldn't be on the forefront of mind you know of the mind of a superhero uh, and I think this is where like what Cap was saying in that first issue, it's they're doing this out out of their own will, like with their free will of they they decided to use their superpowers and their technology and their abilities for good. And then I would even push back by asking, well, who's gonna stop the bad guys if we weren't there? Like that's you know, that's what the registered that's what the registered super indi- superpowered individuals are for, whether they were supervillains or not. If they register with the government, then they are able to one get training to control their powers, so you don't have individuals like Nitro blowing up schools, mm-hmm. and then in Speedball, yeah, being you know going into a, a attack of individual that is clearly stronger than or able to easily defeat him which he does yeah you know, speedball dies in yeah. that in that first issue i don't think i don't think that even registered superheroes would have to be like like you said oh we can't we can't break this desk my point is if registered individuals break a desk or you know they they cause an accident whatever it is the government is then able to say we apologize for that issue we had we dealt with it the way we had to, just like as if a you know if, if a police officer commandeered someone's vehicle, yeah, and the vehicle was damaged, then the government would take care of the commandeered the vehicle's true owner. Yeah, the government would then be able to take care of the desk that got the desk <laughs> that got broken. Yeah, as Spider Man threw it against Doc Ock, or, you know, or, or, however that played out, the government's then able to pay for the bill. Whereas with unregistered individuals. If anything happens similar to that, whether they're throwing a car or smashing somebody through a building or whatever it is, there then there's no accountability there. There's nobody that's going to say, I'm sorry that that happened to you here. Let me replace it for you. Let me make it right. I know I appreciate your help and I appreciate what you offered to to stop this villain. What 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 it sounds to me like you're saying, Andy, is. If like put you know just to put yourself in like if you were in New York yes and so, I'm there I would love it that's, that's, it that's where you live if yeah. you're in if you're in Brooklyn yes right and you see that you see that there that Rhino is tearing up the city right mm-hmm. he's causing a ruckus yes and Spider Man shows up and just out of the blue he just takes your car yes and he throws it at Rhino maybe it stops Rhino uh-huh. puts him down. Sure. Yes. But guess what? You still don't have a car anymore, Andy. So who are you going to call? Who are you going to call to fix your car? Who are you going to call about you not having a car anymore? 
that's a, that's kind of especially if like what if you owe money on that does it is that covered by you know the insurance that protects you if your car is wrecked while you still owe money on it is that like do you have does does state farm and all state like do they need to put you in good hands and say that you're you're co- you have super super powered individual you have superhuman protection yeah. so if if your car is used in a fight against a, a supervillain you're covered i think we've got you covered like a I good hope- neighbor state farm's there <laughs> you think state farm's going to going to roll up to spider-man's address I don't, not, think, I don't think I don't think it, that's how the first I don't think the claim will be issued like that. But I do think <laughs> I do think that, you know, my car insurance will will have me covered. Um, <laughs> you, do think, you, I, I you think, must have some good insurance. Can you I put think, me in touch with your agent? Yeah. For, I think that my insurance company would would handle that. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I think it really would be um, the right state of mind on my end. If I, that was the you know the, the position I was in, of knowing, okay, I almost died by Rhino. I was almost killed. No, I'm saying, what if you were not even like your car's parked there, but you're not even necessarily in the area. You're out walking the streets of of New York. Yes, okay. seeing the sights. It's you're you're not even around. You're not even. Maybe you don't even show. You don't even see Rhino. I think <laughs> your car just gets. You just go to get in your car, and it's not there. And then you see off in the distance. Rhino's KO'd, and what's left of what's left of Nancy is is crumpled over his over his you know over his body. FYI, I call I name my car Nancy. So when Cody just said Nancy, <laughs> he's talking about my car, not a person. So to your point, I think it would take the right state of mind on my end to remember <laughs> that I was I lend a helping hand to Spider Man <laughs> to defeat rhino and to stop him from causing more damage or even worse maybe you know killing or hurting other people so it would take it would take i'm not saying it'll be easy but it would take the right state of mind you know my state of mind to remember and to keep calm now who are you to say what the right state of mind is andy no but just to, to keep calm and to know no. i'm an optimist too and i try to see the light in things yes. in situations most people would argue that I tend to be a happy individual. Yes. But at the same time, not everyone is like you and I, Andy. I know. There is Debbie Downers out there. Yes. There is people that grumble rather than be gratitude, <laughs> <laughs> rather than having gratitude about a situation. And so, <laughs> so what then? What about for those individuals? Do you just tell, like, do you just say, Sorry, man. Sorry, your car got destroyed. Sorry, your house is non-existent. I think, just you know. But hey, look, the Hulk, you know, was stopped. They were stopped. Whatever. You know? I think that's who, what ultimately it's going to take is knowing that hey, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the supervillain was stopped, and that's what I got to remember is that with or without these superheroes, what would have been like? What would have happened? And even with the registration act, let's say, okay, to your point, you're saying, hey, with the re- with this registration act, we would have these heroes available to help. But my thought is, not every superpowered individual is a good guy. And so my thought is, how do you handle supervillains who now, you know, do you do you, do you think that every supervillain is going to start working for the government and become a good guy all of a sudden do you think like you also have you still you still have a group of 
super powered individuals who are not going who are not going to comply with the you know with this registration act. So how do you handle the supervillains in that point with this registration act? Do you, you just, then how do you handle supervillains is the same way you handled supervillains before. It's just now the government is saying yes it's okay. Not well not even necessarily that it's okay, but they're saying this is these are the steps that you need to take to deal with a superpowered individual. Just like now, you know, just like in in quote unquote real life with cops or with military, you go into a, you know, you have a mission briefing or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you go into a situation and you say, this is your target. This is what you need to do. This is kind of the timeline of events, how you need to deal with it. All of that's all of that's figured out by pe- by people rather than whoever, you know, whatever superhero it is, just rolling up there and, you know, doing whatever they have to as far as, you know, causing whatever destruction they need, they need to, to deal with the, you know, deal with the threat. Yeah. Where like you see, you see all, we see all in the first Avengers movie, all kinds of destruction happens. Some of which is at the hands ultimately of this, of the Avengers, mm-hmm. like it or not. Yes, they're dealing with the problem, and yes, they're dealing with they handle the threat. But ultimately, there are there is destruction that's caused just from the way that they deal with See, deal yeah. with things. And regarding you having superpowered individuals on the task force, one there's chances there for rehabilitation, so to speak. Uh, and I, I mean, I believe that there is chances for anyone to be rehabilitated, even someone like you see Venom. Mm-hmm. Venom is one of the like darkest super superpower super villains that there are in the Spider-Man universe. But ultimately, Venom, the Venom symbiote, becomes like, it gets onto another individual, and then it becomes Agent Venom, and he's a good guy. He ultimately becomes a guardian of the galaxy. Yeah, he's he is a he becomes a superhero. There's chances for things like that. Also, like again, borrowing from DC, you have the Suicide Squad. Maybe it's something, you know, a situation like that where they're, albeit it's, you know, a little, it's a little harsh, so to speak. (laughs) Yes. As far as like putting bombs in their heads like they do in Suicide Squad. But you have the option for something like that where maybe they're in prison, whatever, you know, maybe they're not in prison. Those supervillains are able to be a part of something bigger than themselves and they're able to contribute to society rather than detract from it. And I would be willing to argue that supervillains who are willing to register aren't as evil as they are made out to be. Interesting. All I'm hearing, Cody, with this registered, you know, task force, this registration act, all all I'm hearing for the general population, I get the accountability. I get that the country will be able to provide and, you know, reimburse someone for, for damages and all that stuff. But then ultimately, all I'm hearing is higher taxes. And that's what it comes down to. Freedom for all and lower taxes. Captain America 2016, y'all. That's what it comes down to. That's all I got. <laughs> but you're, in all seriousness. You're going to pull the tax card. <laughs> but I really think. I you're really going to pull the tax card. The tax card. On this. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's a real shots fired now. <laughs> for, for the record. For the record. You not only do you have the government, then you also have the government now 
partnering with S.H.I.E.L.D., which is an international organization. You also have individuals like Tony Stark who are willing and able to contribute to aid in that relief. I don't think it's going to come down to a question of money necessarily because you will then have the shield like i said you'll have shield working together with the government you'll have tony working together and not to mention all of those individuals already have all the tech that they have that they need uh they they're already all ready to go they their suits are built and everything like that all of the stuff that's getting paid for by the government as far as what would cause damages is stuff that is going to it's going to put homes on or you know put americans back in their homes is going to put americans back in their cars give them their property back that is destroyed by these superheroes whereas if it's an if without registration without that accountability if something gets destroyed then there the person is the individual is just out their car or you know like you said like you would be willing to sacrifice nancy to stop rhino what if your what if your house gets destroyed? What if you don't have a place to live anymore? Being anti-registration means that there is no one to say we will fix your house for you. We will, you know, we will take care of that. That's our fault. We admit that. Pro-registration says that we the government will t- pick up the tab for its situations like that because no American should be put out of their house by an individual who's not going to pay for the damage. And I I can't argue with you and how deep like Tony Stark's pockets are and how much money that guy has cuz that guy has a lot of money. And I'm not saying that he can't help with the damages or you know to have the insurance and the backup of okay, well the government I would actually go ahead and take Tony out of it and say that the government will just handle that stuff because ultimately the government is going to have to with or without the registered in and, superhumans. And I know I was I was kind of being silly and goofy about the whole taxes thing, but if it is a government thing, then essentially where is that money going to come from? And if so, if the people just like the people pay taxes for local law enforcement and for you know the fire department, and all that stuff, that's all comes from taxes. And so, to your point, that's what I mean. It I think it would be just a, a natural thing. It would have to happen that if there was a a task force of super powered individuals that was, you know, part of the government and it was mm-hmm. their task force, that tax, that money is going to come from somewhere. And then even if it is shield kind of going back to, I mean, I don't want to keep on repeating myself, but even if shields involved, if that is an international thing, then again, you're running the risk of having these super powered individuals kind of playing the role of a, of an overlord, you know, of, internationally they can kind of just control everything potentially i'm not saying that they will but as essentially you know you're again you're just playing i have a bigger task force of superpowered individuals I, I, shield exists shield is an international organization pre civil war if they were going to take over the world with super superpowered individuals they would just they would have done it long before civil war i don't think that that's the concern well, I was just saying, if that, you know, again, obviously with S.H.I.E.L.D., you have normal, you know, no superpowered individuals whatsoever with S.H.I.E.L.D., but now that you're requiring individuals who have superpowers to register and then to be trained by S.H.I.E.L.D. and potentially maybe be part of S.H.I.E.L.D., then that's where the potential risk and danger comes from. That's what essentially what I was saying. 
yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. Hap- has been around since before this comic book event, you know, in the timeline. Yeah, this has been around for years. But all I'm saying is you're running that risk if there are superpowered individuals that are a part of it. Um, and yeah, to Cap's point, but superpowered individuals guy? have already been a part of this thing. In the beginning of issue one, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, rather in issue one, in the beginning of Civil War, S.H.I.E.L.D. is turning to Cap and asking, and their Maria Hill is saying, this is how we're going to deal with this. And Cap says, no, superheroes have long been a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. That's no question. It's There's plenty of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Avengers teamed up. Yeah. There's plenty of times where S.H.I.E.L.D. calls on just any superheroes that are willing to help yeah. to deal with a problem. I don't think we, I don't think that just because now they're registered with the U.S. government, they're all of a sudden going to become, you know, as you said, superpowered overlords necessarily. As far as, like you said, where's the money going to come from and and being concerned with that? I think that the American people would be willing to up their taxes so that eight to nine, eight to nine hundred kids aren't killed regularly because that's not the first time that in, the Marvel world, where there's civilian casualties like that. Yeah. Yes, it's a very large number in the you know in the events that caused this this registration act, uh, but it's ultimately that's not the first time that that happens. It's not the first time we see it, and it won't be the last time we see it, as long as we continue in this you know in this cycle of a lack of accountability. Andy, clearly, this is a big issue facing us as a country and us as individuals, and so. Mr. Obama, <laughs> if you're listening, I think that you need to take this before the Senate and the House of Representatives and let the American people vote on whether or not superpowered individuals need to be registered with the U.S. government or not. Andy and I disagree, and that's just how it's always going to be. <laughs> and that's that's okay. And that's okay. <laughs> Andy's allowed to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see so, how it is. I so, see how it is. just kidding, Andy. Uh, it's just we've got bad blood now. And you're <laughs> just gonna have to live with it. Uh, but that is our episode: heroes and shots fired, civil war. Again, not the North and South America kind, no. but the Marvel Comics event kind. Yes. Also, so we're good, Cody. Yeah, we're we're cool. We're cool. Okay, good, good, good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, new comics coming out uh, today. We have, I just want to give you guys just a few comics to be on the lookout for. Astonishing Ant-Man number two. Recently, just a relaunch Ant-Man comic. So if you're a big fan of Ant-Man, you want a big fan of Ant-Man. Yes, exactly. I what about a little fan? If you're a little, what, if it, what about an ant-sized Ant-Man? If fan, you're maybe? any size of a <laughs> fan of Ant-Man, you're gonna want to pick this one up. Giant man. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have Batman Europa, uh, issue number one. This is a new Batman comic coming out. It's a new series. Uh, the the thing that's really awesome about this one coming out is that Jim Lee is drawing uh, for this again, for this Batman. He drew the cover, and so that's really exciting. you you got to love Jim Lee's art, especially when he draws Batman. It's awesome. And then lastly, we have Mighty Thor number one. Uh, again, this is post-Secret Wars, and so it's a little annoying that Marvel doesn't have their stuff together, but it's a new relaunch series of Thor. So uh, if you're wanting to jump in with Thor, and this is the female Thor. Yes. The you know, the Thor. Yes. Uh, in the Marvel universe now. That is where you can jump on there. 
Also this week, we have Netflix and Marvel's Jessica Jones show debuting on Netflix. That debuts uh, in two days on November 20th. Her Jessica Jones is a character within the same Hell's Kitchen that Daredevil uh, is in. Ultimately, this is all going to lead up to a Defenders show or, you know, joint operation. So yeah. uh, similar to that of the Avengers movies. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Uh, also, again, we just appreciate you guys so much. Appreciate you guys uh, keeping up with us on social media. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so at heroes underscore and. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash heroes and. And if you want to email us, maybe if you have a question for us or you want to just tell us how much uh, you love the podcast, you can do that. You can send us an email at heroesandpodcasts at gmail.com. As much as you could, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review our episodes. And if you could give us a a social media shout-out or two, that would be awesome. Maybe you're choosing pro-registration or anti-registration. That's okay. Uh, It's okay to tell Andy he's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, But but that is our episode of Heroes and Shots Fired Civil War. My name is Cody. And I'm Andy. And And we're we're out. out.